this week's podcast, Mike and I actually get to sit down for the first time in a few weeks and uh, talk about uh, what's going on in the markets and getting an idea of where where we see things going into this uh, vital August 12th report. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks. Well, Mike, we've got a, a lot of stuff going on uh, the last uh, two weeks, essentially, here in the markets, plus, you know, a week from now, we've got this August uh, 12th WASI report. So, you know, let's kind of wrap uh, wrap our heads around what's going on in the markets because a lot of it does revolve around China, but we don't want to spend the whole day talking about it. So let's get uh, let's get everybody caught up on uh, what we've uh, what we've seen over the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, so obviously, like you just said, we have this report that everyone's been looking for since June twenty eighth, coming up on Monday. That'll be out at eleven a.m. Central Time. And just recently, we had, once again, the China breakdown, which we're actually going to be uh, discussing more this week. We have a podcast or a webinar actually out tomorrow with Rich Nelson that's going to dive into that a little bit deeper. But going back to the main focus before China talks broke down again is what's going on with this August 12th report? Well, I mean, from what what we're looking at, we're looking at an update to acres from the USDA from that resurvey that they uh, they told us they were going to do after the June 28th report. Mm-hmm. We've got prevent plant data that's going to be coming out. Numbers are all over the board. I mean, we've heard anywhere from down a million acres from the June 28th report to down 7 to 10 million acres. Uh, the risk management agency themselves have actually released uh data saying oh, right now our count is at 7 to 8 million corn acres and 2 to 3 million bean acres so you have to think if you how does the USDA uh, characterize these uh, these prevent plant uh, acres and how do they how does the re- resurvey look and is there a way that we have a bearish report because if you're talking about 7 to 8 million corn acres lower that will drastically affect the uh, the ending stocks numbers for new crop. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I'm looking at with the acreage side of thing is we do have such a wide range of estimates. Obviously, we missed it bad on the June 28th report. Well, just I mean, what the USDA gave us compared to what everyone was estimating. And for obvious reasons, they took all the numbers from the beginning of June, which is why we're getting the re-interviewed states. But what happens if we actually don't get the huge drop in acres that we're looking for? If you don't get the huge drop in acres, this market uh, trades similar to the way it has in previous years, where you've got a big crop, you've got a, essentially a $2 billion carryout, and we go from looking at the possibility of maybe four seventy-five to $5 corn to looking at... 375 to four dollar corn and maybe even quite a bit lower depending on how good this crop ends up being in in the eyes of the USDA right now I don't think you make any changes to yield maybe a slight increase in corn yield but I don't know I don't know that you can really step out and say that they have any reason to lower just yet right and that's something that I, I find interesting because you do have such that wide range of investments for acres but when you're looking at the yields, 
pretty much everyone's above the USD at this point for their estimates. It's yeah. between a 167 to 170. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is because uh, that was a big drop to, to take 10, 10 uh, acres, uh, 10 bushels to the acre off uh, mm-hmm. on the June report. So in order to kind of adjust that, yeah, you could have it come up a, a, a bushel to three bushels. And I don't think it really changes the the numbers significantly. It just says, we know we've got some issues. It's too early to tell. I mean, we've, I don't know that we've ever been this far behind on a corn crop. I mean, what, as of yesterday's report, we were 78% silked, which for August 5th or 6th, whenever, you know, whenever the data came out, that's, that's unbelievable that you can drive down the road and still see cornfields that have not have not even fired tassels yet. Mm-hmm. I think something else interesting about that is how, how far we are from projections. We're actually, yes, we're behind on year-to-year normal years, but based on the projections of where we should be soaked at right now, we're doing decently well, which is leading us to believe that we had some more short-season corn put in the ground than originally thought. So, again, going back to the report, I'm just trying to make the argument that no one's lo- really looking for any kind of yield cut, so everyone's hanging their hat on this big acreage cut, which mm-hmm. the USDA has been seemingly giving out hints that don't be expecting some big saving grace report coming out here. It's entirely possible that they save some of the some of the changes for the September report because, let's face it, they had to push back uh, when filings were needed to be done for prevent plant. And, you know, they did run their survey through, I think, July 15th or through July 20th or something like that. But mm-hmm. the the tough part to think about on this is that you know, even if you do plant a shorter date, a shorter date corn, you're not going to have the same yield potential as you were, you will with those longer right. ones. So there will be some yield drag, uh, and I think we've already kind of seen that. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a matter of how do we finish this crop out, um, and that's where the September report could end up being a bigger deal than the August report even though the August report, everybody's been waiting so patiently or impatiently for the last month and a half to see where acres come in at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're looking to answer the, the yield question, that's usually something that gets kicked down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We, we've seen it year after year. And if we do have the short season corn and for some reason uh, the acres are there and we do get the short season corn, finish out the year decently well, we're going to be saying that the crop looked a lot better than what we thought. Obviously, the yield drags get come in here, but again, when do we fully recognize that? Right, and that's you know we won't fully know until January, and we always say mm-hmm. that. And and the 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 tough part is, you know, does a an early frost hit? Right, like uh, Drew has been talking about, and how much damage does that do if we? are looking at the possibility of maybe, you know, 20 to 30 percent of the corn crop being planted to shorter day corn, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, and what's that going to do to beans at this point? Right now, we're looking at beans as a slight decrease in uh, in yield. We're looking at a slight decrease in, in acres again. Uh, I know Allendale's numbers actually look for a slight increase in, in acres, but this is, you know, the, with this year being as full of questions as it is, no one is wrong at this point. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't say anybody's numbers are any better or any worse than anybody else's because depending on who you talk to, you've got farmers that have taken 
prevent plant. Some farmers didn't take any. Some were up to 40 to 60 percent. And it's, you know, it just depends. It's all over the place, though. That's the, I think that's the key is that there's such a widespread issue, but then how widespread or how bad is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody's kind of so bold up right right now on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's for a year that's already been as interesting as it is, has been, I highly doubt that it's going to slow down anytime soon with the surprises. Right. And then you've got, the, you know, the last uh, couple of weeks, you've seen the, the funds uh, bleed out of uh, some of these long positions that they've had in the corn. They've never really taken the beans long, and I don't think they have a reason to at this point. Mm-hmm. But they're still holding a slight long position in wheat, which as sickly as wheat looks, um, it's only a matter of time, you know, until we get a, a better handle on the world wheat situation that... Are we going to go higher, or is that going to be the the death knell for for wheat? Mm-hmm. So at this point, you know, corn is kind of the the leader o- over everything because they've got this still substantial hundred thousand or more contract position of longs in in corn. Um, is it possible that we get a favorable report uh, on Monday next week, and they build that back up another? 50 to 100,000 contracts. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, yeah, that'll also be interesting to see if corn's able to lift the rest of the markets up with them. Right. If I remember correctly, it was for wheats about August 20th last year that we peaked out. Mm-hmm. And with them still holding on to the long position, not a lot of amazing news for wheat. I mean, it's just kind of putting along here and not right. really doing much of anything the the wheat uh, in, in the world has more more question marks similar to the way the corn here in the u.s has question marks is because you've got uh, problems in uh pretty much all of the major wheat producing areas you've got it in russia you've got it in ukraine uh the eu i mean france and germany have been so hot and dry then you've got the uh, the dryness issues in australia mm-hmm. um, those are all major wheat producers and major wheat exporters that you know given if if they do have problems that could actually equate to us getting some sales mm-hmm. yeah and hopefully that changes around this whole just backwards market we've been having all year i mean with the kc trading under chicago all year mm-hmm. and the chicago and minneapolis contracts coming very narrow right it'll be interesting to see if we can finally get out of that hole well let's talk really quickly about this uh this china thing i um I, I know we're going to do this uh, this webinar tomorrow. Rich is going to go through and kind of talk about uh, some of these things. But what what we've seen here recently is basically just ramping up the the rhetoric between the two countries. I mean, we had kind of some halfway good feelings going into conversations uh, at the end of July with uh, uh, with China, and then it just seems like when they left. It was all hell broke loose. The president started tweeting. He started talking about how they're not doing what they said they were going to do. We're going to increase and add tariffs, and and the tariffs that we have could be increased further later on. And mm-hmm. we're basically at the point where we've tariffed every single item that we buy from China. Yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely terrible. So um, at this point, then, you know, as we come out of this past weekend, uh, China has instructed their state-run agencies not to buy 
further U.S. ag products. Uh, said nothing about canceling uh, previously booked uh, bushels of, of of beans or you know any of the pounds of. Uh, of pork that they've purchased. So at this point, we're safe on some of that old crop stuff. Um, we still feel like we're not going to ship all that stuff. And naturally, we do tend to roll some of that stuff out to the new uh, mm-hmm. to the new crop anyway. So at this point, outside of that, the, the biggest concern becomes the macro uh, look at things, which is them devaluing the yuan against the dollar. Mm-hmm. And... That's where it becomes a big issue because all of a sudden you see every market take a hit, and that puts pressure on on our markets, regardless of what our individual domestic fundamental story is. Right. Yeah, the dollar's been extremely strong. You're having China being labeled as a currency manipulator over this past week. And the whole macro environment, I mean, it's – it's ramped up over this last week, but if you really think about it, it's not any different than when we had our G20 summit back in November to March. The only difference is that whole talking going back and forth and uh, tariff threat was just condensed down from four months to the matter of a month. Right. So it's the same song and dance we saw. The bigger thing is you do have last week China saying that they bought more ag than we have on our books. But that's kind of a pulling the sheet over the eyes and saying, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And they still have, if I remember correctly, 4.2 million metric tons outstanding. And they said they're going to take 2 million. And the end of the old crop marketing year is coming up very quickly. So yeah. if they are going to cancel and roll it, three weeks be left, rather soon. Yeah. Um, well, as we uh, as we wrap things up uh, here today, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, and we'll we'll do this kind of as a fun thing and see where we're at uh, when we meet back next Tuesday because I don't think we have a special guest next week either. So it'll be uh, Mike and I uh, one more time. We'll revisit this, but what is your acreage estimate for corn not allendales what's your feeling on where the usda comes in this total guess so i'm gonna go with uh 88.3 okay i uh for the purposes of this uh, little game i'm gonna say 87.2 all right big nothing burger for both yeah we'll, of us. we'll see where it, <laughs> we'll see where it goes i mean that's a that's a slight decrease we've seen as much as uh, i think recently 83.5 so mm-hmm. you know we're kind of in the middle of things but uh you know let's see where where it goes and you know hopefully when we come back next week uh we've got some good things to talk about as far as uh, prices go and and uh we can give uh uh give some indications of uh just where we think things can go after this you know where uh, what's the next step for the usda and and what's the next step for the u.s and china Thanks for joining us today, and don't forget we have our webinar coming out tomorrow, China-U.S. Relations and what to be expecting further. If you guys have any questions, please reach out, 1-800-262-7538. This week for Allendale Market Talk, Mike Lung, Craig McBride, signing off. You guys have a good one.